Welcome, everybody, to a very special Pulp MX Racer X podcast. We are coming to you from the Sturgis Motorcycle Hall of Fame, uh, Motorcycle Museum as well. Very, very honored and privileged and pleased to bring you uh, a special show with a, a bunch of guys that uh, did something super cool back in the day, super uh, accomplishment, especially when you look back at modern Team USA times. Uh, the 1981 Motocross the Nations team got inducted into the Sturgis Hall of Fame today. And, man, it was awesome. I've got three of the riders here. First up, uh, it's Donnie Hansen. What's up, Donnie? How are you? Good, Steve. Real good. Uh, it's it's a, a privilege to be here and, and uh, having a good time. Next up, Danny Laporte. What's up, Danny? Yeah, not much. Uh, it's been uh, really interesting to be here. It's the first time I've always wanted to come, and, and it's great to be able to get together with everybody and, and share the stories. And uh, l- I learned so much about, you know, this, the, the, the museum and the show and the and the whole week, so it's really been great. And next up, Chuck Son. Hi, Chuck. Hey, man. It's great to be here in Sturgis. It's awesome. And to be able to go for a ride and experience the history that I'll, we'll get into later. But it's yeah. it's actually growing on me the more I'm here. It seems like Sturgis would be your kind of place, Chuck. Well, <laughs> I, I, like, I'm surprised you haven't been here. Everybody likes to party a little bit. But there's, you know, I've always had some trail riding or some other activity, but I've always had my eye on it. And, you know, Diamond used to tell me about how cool it is. They got a, a new track coming in. And, um, yeah, it's always been on the radar. And I'm from a Northwest guy, so yeah. it is surprising I haven't been here. But I'm, I've checked that off the list, and I'm all in. Uh, thanks to uh, Davey Coombs for sending us some great Henny Ray Abram photos. We're going to show you guys later. Uh, Roger DeCoster, Johnny O'Mara, not able to make it, but also a big part of this team, of course. Dave Arnold, we will bring in later, the team manager. Uh, Dave was an instrumental part of putting this whole thing together. I guess let's, I mean, look, you guys, this is, you're tied forever, right? Until you die, you're tied to ever to be the first Team USA to ever win the Motocross the Nations. You know, I've spoken to each one of you individually about it. Many media has. I'm going to try to come up with some different angles, things to talk about. But first of all, though, uh, just to be inducted into a Hall of Fame, Sturgis is a massive rally. It's been going on for a hundred years. Uh, Donnie, I'll start with you. Like, pretty cool, right? To get the, any kind of Hall of Fame, you get to go in. It's pretty neat. Absolutely, and, and Sturgis especially. It's just so exciting to see everyone having a good time and all the bikes in, in town here in Sturgis. But uh, uh, um, yeah, it's so much going on, and, and it's beautiful weather. Uh, we went to. We went to uh, Mount Rushmore uh, today and came down and went to Keystone for lunch afterwards and had a, a great day, relaxed, great weather, and and uh, wasn't too crowded, so yeah. that made it good. Any kind of Hall of Fame, Danny, you guys are all in the AMA Hall of Fame. You know, you've got your Walk of Fame at Glen Helen. It's another another honor, Danny. Yeah, no, it's 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 awesome. I, I never thought we'd be... You know, selected to be in the, you know, it's it's a great honor to be in Sturgis like this. And because uh, it's a little bit different than what, you know, it seems like there's not, it's not as big a dirt oriented, you know, sh- place. But, you know, we're all, we all have in common, you know, we turn the throttle, yeah. we shift gears, okay. we like the wind in our face. So, no, it's really, it's really special. I've always heard about it and I've always wanted to come up, but we're so busy doing our own thing. And uh, so it's really great to be here. I mean, Chuck, do you get tired, Chuck, of talking about this this event, this this Lomo, this Germany race, all these years ago? Yeah, there's always uh, different ways to spin it. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, we, we're talking about something that's relative today. The reason we went there was 18 percent interest rates, and people are screaming <laughs> today about five percent on their home mortgage. I said. <laughs> Get a grip. Come on, man. <laughs> I was happy to get 12%. Okay. Okay, so. I didn't expect us to go into a home lending rate, but well, okay, we'll go there. I mean, hey, that's it, what happened. Where's this that's, going? That's the only reason we went, is the economy was in the toilet. There was no budget, and Honda came together, and we, we put it together, and it happened. Yeah. But anyway, getting back to Sturgis, <laughs> I'm sitting, we're sitting there, and I, I'm not sure if they... People know here the motocross history, <laughs> and and I'm listening to the inductees speak eloquently of, of their history, and I'm like, it finally dawned on me, holy shit, 
are are we really deserving of this here? I mean, th this guy's built these bikes, these crafts over 30 years. Uh, uh, Bert Monroe's being honored in his, uh, his granddaughter was there to receive it. You know, it's such magnificent history. And as I'm sitting there, I said, oh, my God, I, I, do we really have the juice? Yeah. And, and um, it, it's really just the appreciation for the, the, the culture of motorcycling and what people do with it from where they came from, all the different challenges, and that what motorcycle gave them, gave me, uh, gave me um, a, a sense of agency when I was young, uh, put money in my pocket. Uh, gave me confidence when I won, um, all those things. And my appreciation for Sturgis is continuing to grow as we're here. I'm not pretending that I know everything, but I'm learning more it, now that I'm here. And yeah. there's some weight. I mean, this ring is feeling not only heavy <laughs> on my hand, I feel the weight on my shoulders. It's what, That's Dan, it's what That's Danny good. said, the wind in your, in your face and, the, and grabbing a throttle. This museum, I mean... Very little moto stuff in here, but we got a tour yesterday, a private right. tour, and I yeah. mean, some incredible stuff in here. This yeah. is really, really cool. I mean, you go back to 1920s and older, you know, of yeah. motorcycles. And, yeah. and no, we're all moto guys, but this is pretty cool. Yeah, really, I, really cool. It, we're all, it, we all have something in common, and that's the two wheels. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, let me go back in time a little bit. So I, I was fortunate to be the guy who introduced you um, today, and I was thinking about you guys, the four of you going to Lomo, and I've been there multiple times, and it's incredible you guys won. It, it, I, I tell this, all, it, this story all the time, but let's go back a little bit. Like, you're all great champions. You've all won tons of races, but at the time, in 1981, you're not the four best American riders in the country right now, right? It's a Team Honda thing. Bell Ray, High Torque comes together. Uh, Roger and Dave decide to send the whole team. Um, you know, it was looked at as a long shot. It wasn't looked at as something that you guys were easily going to win at all. And again, I, what I said today, Team USA went to Lomo, back to Lomo in 2012. Lomo was probably and, the <laughs> roughest track in the world. They didn't do well in 2012, which I was at the end of the race. I was walking around going, you guys, these 1981 guys, they're, they're even more heroes. Think about it. Like Ryan Dungey just got lapped. But anyways, um, so you're not the four best American riders at the time. So let's let's go back a little bit, uh, and Chuck, we'll start with you. Dave, Roger, call you. What I mean, what are you thinking? Where are you at in your in your career? What are you thinking about going? Well, I've been kind of quiet about what actually did happen then, because I I felt to a degree that I deceived poor innocent Dave Arnold. He called me, and he explained the whole deal. Yep. Hey. Honda, Roger wants to send it, the whole team. And we want you on it, along with Johnny, Donnie, and Danny. And will you be ready? And I, I leaned on my foot, and of course I couldn't stand on it. And I said, you bet I'm going to be ready. I'm going to fire it up. I'm all over it. Yeah. It's the first lie I ever told. And... <laughs> and and, I, you know, it's like, and why is my foot sore? Because two weeks earlier, I jumped off the back of my bike over the biggest jump at Washougal at the time and shredded my ankle. But I had an ace in a hole because we had <laughs> Jeff Spencer is the best cyclist trainer on the planet. He wrote a book. I mean, I'm not saying... He wrote, he could write a book. He did write a book on taping and he could, he taped my ankle like a cast, you know, made, made it better than new. So I was good to go, but I always felt wary about that because I don't want to be on the team and ha be the guy that loses it for us. You know, right. well, back then, it, you know, back that race, they took the best three out of the four of us. I, I, from each We're person counting, around, yeah, scores, from right. each, yeah, from each uh, uh, team and and uh, around the world, so he had a, he had an out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, Danny, do you remember when you got the call or when? Yeah, the, when yeah, Danny, yeah, I I I really don't remember too much, but I 
right away, obviously, you're going to go. I, there's, it made sense because in the past, the teams were the American team was a little scattered. You had you know one guy on a Yamaha, another guy on a Honda, maybe a Kawasaki, maybe two of the yeah. same. But it was kind of not really together. So it didn't really, you know, when you're on, as it worked out, when Honda put the whole team together, it it gelled. And we can communicate really well. We had the same team. So you felt a different atmosphere before rather than having two trucks. Right. So all the little the strategies and the, and the learning about the track and the lines and stuff. So we're always together. We're, in the past, you were in different pits. So yeah. the Americans we, were kind of scattered. We all worked uh, right. pretty good together as, as far as yeah. training and, and working out uh, testing stuff. So. Yeah, it seemed like going back and reading some of the, the, the comments of it, you guys put in some heavy work in the few weeks before the race. Yeah. Well, to dial your bikes in. A, a, yeah. I think I always tell this story. I don't know if I told you, but we, were, we went to um, track near uh, Zolder, which was a sand track, practice track, before, mm-hmm. maybe five or six days before the first race in Lumble, four days. And we were testing, and I don't know if it was Dave or, or Roger, but they said, you know, somebody needs to do a full moto to see if these bikes will go the distance, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think me and somebody else, we did, I, did, I did 40, 40 minutes yeah. and I ran out of gas. <laughs> this is three days before yeah. the race and we realized that that was smart because if we'd gone to the first race without doing a 45-minute yeah. moto, we would have run out. And Lummel was much deeper sand than Zolder where we were practicing. And uh, you probably remember. Oh, yeah. And so they, they had to get the 500 tanks from the big bikes so we had, I think, probably another liter and a half or so in the, in the big bike tank. And uh, so anyway, that's kind of, we, we would, yeah. it would never have happened. That thank, was, thank God someone spoke up. Yeah, so could you imagine if it was a scattered team? Yeah. You know, yeah. they would never have thought to go do 45 minutes a week before, mm-hmm. or no, three or four days before, actually. And it was, it was tough to round up these tanks because they're not, they weren't right there. So yeah. they had to, I don't know if they flew them in from the U.S. or yeah, they, because- they borrowed them off some of the fi- local 500 Bikes that were racing in Europe, in they're, Europe, they're forty-five minute motors. Oh, well, we had our five hundred yeah, for next week in Bilstein. There. So right. wherever right. they were, we yeah. we threw them on. Yeah. Right. So um, so be honest, Donnie. You, you know, no one's paying attention anymore. Uh, <laughs> did Did you think you could win? No. <laughs> I, no, seriously, <laughs> yeah. no. I did. Right. I did. But you know, as as a team, eighty-one was my second year on the team. So uh, first year is always a learning experience. Uh, and I got injured the first year with my ankle in the outdoor national. So um, going to Europe and and uh, knowing from everyone else that the, the tracks get rough and deep sand. But you know I was I was pretty good in sand coming from Indian Dunes, but Indian Dunes is nothing like Lomo. But you know we were we were uh, coming up through the ranks. We we're coming up through the ranks, and and uh, Johnny O'Mara lived with me he he rented a room for me and 81 I, i'm pretty sure it was his first year it was my second year and we push each other so in the off season from 1980 to 81 instead of going to the bahamas or or wherever mm-hmm. we we worked our butts off to get ready for 81 and as it turned out um as it turned out, uh, yeah, we're, we're strong and we're confident, not knowing that we're going to win. I mean, but felt right. good about doing good, I think. The, yeah. The, yeah. The, the 250 was the first week in Trophy Destinations was in Lomo Motocross Nations the next week in Germany. Uh, if you had had to ride the 500s at Lomo, would anything have changed? Yeah, it would have been a lot easier (laughs) (laughs) because riding in deep sand, you have to work. You have to keep the bike on a 250. I mean, literally to the – Pinned, you're all yeah. to the stop. But you're holding it, like, and you're just and every you know it's it's like riding. It would be like riding a 125. You know, riding, almost riding a two-stroke 500. I don't care what cut, what manufacturer it is is hard. Yeah, on on any any kind of surface. So that would have been a lot harder, and and uh, <laughs> it would have beat us up. A no, I I prefer the 500 for sure. I'm lazy. Well, just I was thinking you guys had more time on 250s, right? Because Chuck did the 500 nationals, but you guys were not doing it. Um, yeah. so I was thinking. You know, Johnny O is, is on the record as saying, first time we ever raced a 500 yeah. was in Germany. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that you guys weren't exactly That's true. all 500 specialists. Yeah, right? and so, I had been riding a 500 already, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Um, yeah. So there was a little bit of disrespect from the European motocross teams and racers and 
we'll talk to Dave a little bit about that. The FIM wasn't necessarily on board with bringing you guys over. The, the team had done, I think Hannah got a fourth one moto a couple of years before. Like, it hadn't done that well. Second, Second? actually. Okay. Um, in, did, in one moto, yeah. Yeah. Did, did you feel, did, do you remember a sense of, like, anybody, like, disrespecting you guys or not really thinking no. you're, you're going to do much? Or was everybody pretty accommodating i thought i yeah. thought they were stoked for us I, well i don't know if that was before i know afterwards they were stoked for us yeah i, I don't remember i don't remember uh before i mean no i think i think the belgian people were as happy for for us too they were it was really a great yeah, feeling it seemed, it seemed I, it like a, everyone was really nice but, yeah you know, yeah well they they, they, they were so surprised they are, too. and yeah. and they're all excited about the american public but it goes deeper behind and there was Roger had reached out to some of his peeps. Hey, invest into this team. Yeah. And it, the reply was, no. You, we're not going to support a B team. And that, that pissed him off. He wasn't happy with that. Sure. And he was surprised with the reply. So even though the face of the crowd, they're all stoked, there was an underlying thread that scoffed at the program. But yeah. we, everybody was polite. But there, there was kind of a knowing. Even they were, they were excited about the race. You're kidding me. You know these new guys. Yeah. You know, is is it really going to happen? I, but, I, but and, and then I got to something about the pressure. When we were hanging around, kicking the hacky sack. Remember, we we're throwing the little clods at Rogers' deer. Yeah, this cool place of these deer. Okay, who's got deer in their yard? Decosta yeah, as pets. Yeah. Yeah, in a, in a gated area. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're the wild. He owned these deers. Okay, he said, "Well, that's cool. You know, we're just chill and relaxed." There was really no pressure because nobody expected us to do anything, yeah. and I think we used that yeah. to our benefit. Um, the the new guys, they they just they think the the future is open. There's nothing I can't do. That's how a new uh, idea per- perceives their race, and that's how. Uh, Donnie and Johnny were. Mm-hmm. And then Danny and I, we had a foundation that we could rely on that we've had, we've done. We've belted out 40-minute motos and won. So I think there was kind of a underlying fiber of confidence. And this blend, this pot came together without the burden of worrying about it. And it started to happen. Yeah. You guys blitzed your qualifying races. I don't know if you remember, but you won all your qualifying races to get into the race. You weren't, you didn't get. Yeah, we had to. Right? Yeah, we had to qualify had, just to race. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember yeah. anything about that. Being like, oh shit, like we're all feeling pretty good. Yeah, you we know? really didn't have any idea. <laughs> I mean, we were clueless. But for sure, I think after the first moto was kind of over. Once you're out there running, yeah. then you right away kind of have a feeling. Yeah. You don't know until you're the gate drops couple laps and you're now you're starting to feel it so you really don't know until the you know first moto vermont's wins uh, belgium guy sand guy right he v- takes Romans, off. yeah yeah romans wins uh johnny gets second Danny i got third. i got second uh that's not what the well, cycle news said in lomo you uh you oh no fourth. no Belstein, Belstein, yeah. Yeah, yeah and chuck you got eighth and then in moto two uh danny you got second omera got third you guys went yep. two three three two right and uh uh chuck you got sixth and donnie you finished a little ways back but they you guys won by, like, no problem. Like, it wasn't anything where it was a close finish. Germany, we'll get to. That one was close. There was a lot of – Chuck's had an ankle issue. Donnie's bike broke right there. Donnie's bike jacked up. But So, the Lomo, you guys went there in this deep, deep sand, and, I mean, you kicked ass. That's, that's you know, back to your what we were talking about, mm-hmm. the reaction of people. But when that's the most exciting time when we pulled off and we realized we had won the first moto or – you know, yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty exciting. Yeah. 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 And it was for real then. And it was really funny. All of a sudden, at that point, I think that every, all the Belgium guys, it was all like Roger's friends, were all nice and friendly and cozy with them until they saw that we we had actually could win this whole thing overall. Yeah. And they, you could tell right away his buddies were not his buddies anymore. So yeah. it was pretty, pretty. Uh, but even after moment. the qualifying, they said, okay, that there, there are flashes in the pan. Yeah. They come out, they spent all their effort to win a 20-minute qualifier. Big deal. They'll never last 40 minutes. That was the chatter going through the pits. Mm-hmm. And that, that began to change during yeah. the motos. 
So you guys win it. Is the feeling like there's some photos of you out there on the podiums? You guys look exhausted. You look. I mean, you pulled off a massive upset, but I imagine just. I think we were we weren't so tired because we're so high, you know. <laughs> it looks and, to me like do you yeah. remember the feeling of standing yeah. on the podium. Yeah, yeah, I think you know we were so excited. I I yeah. think at the moment we're we're all in pretty good shape. Yeah. So. You know, it was, it's a grind. It's a lot of, you know, in deep sand because you, when you come out of the, like I was telling you on a 250, the, the bumps are like size of Volkswagens, right? Yeah. <laughs> Huge. Yeah, you go over and then you get to the bottom and there's a cup at the bottom. And then you got to, it's like these endless giant rollers in some of the yeah. parts of the track. It's yep. crazy. So you're, you're just trying to get the front wheel up over until, you know, kind of, so you don't want to go into the bottom of the... You had to just yeah. pull keep them over, keep up. the front up over keep on a 250, and you're just, Wah! you're trying to keep bike as light as you can. So it's yeah. really hard and there's, in a the deep sand like that. There's and he, another yeah. element of that. The way the sand is, it's so deep there, the moisture comes out. I think it's below sea level. Uh, it's not like, you know, when you run a normal sand track, throw it into the turn wide open, and it holds you. This won't hold you. If you throw it in, the bike's just going to plow right into it. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a, a newfound finesse through this bottomless sand, at, which is incredibly unique. And that's, we don't need to get into that, but yeah, I saw Barsha, no, no, don't throw it in. And I was standing right there when he stuffed it into Sandburn and threw him right into the fence. Right. Um, Donnie, do you remember what you did that evening after the win? Did you guys go out? Did you? Did I, I don't. I don't. I don't remember. You guys, you remember, did you, I can remember. Do you remember? Yeah, we went to because uh, I've been to some USA celebrations that were really good after wins. So I, I don't know. I, we went to a cafe. Okay. And we just had a table in the center of the restaurant, and we're all sitting around eating, and you know, a couple innocent bystanders are watching us. They don't really know what's going on, and uh, we we thought we'd have a cheers. And, yeah, yeah, Team USA, and it was really cool. Yeah. And then Johnny, he was kind of an obnoxious kid. He goes, yeah, cheers again. And about the 10th time, it started to wear pretty heavy on some of the <laughs> guests. You're like, so, all right, these, uh, right. the obnoxious Americans, <laughs> yay, you know, screaming, right. and it was... It was kind of funny. It yeah. Was, uh, and again, you had to funny. stay there the week because next week was Germany for the motocross ones on the 500s. You couldn't, I mean, this is the time of no internet. No, I mean, yeah. did you phone home? Did you? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I did. I, I yeah. went back to the hotel and started calling, yeah. talking with everybody, family yeah. and friends. And yeah, I think that's, I, I don't know. I don't remember being in the restaurant, but we probably were there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was good. Yeah. It was, it was fun. Yeah. A real sense of yeah. accomplishment. Yeah. Right? We're, we're, yeah. we're not heavy drinkers, you know, we're, we're kids. We're, we're kids that are yeah. training. I don't think we drank at all. <laughs> yeah, maybe a beer or two. It didn't even st- but we, we did celebrate. Yeah. You know, it was- yeah, right. A little champagne, probably. Yeah, I don't know. I want to show you guys a couple of photos uh, of Lomel uh, again. Henny Ray Adams. This one, I, I don't know if this is Lomel or Germany, but these are your head. These are your your pits. That's, <laughs> that's you guys are. That's yeah. Lomel for sure. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we've got to relax. We're like, between motos. What do you think of when you see that, Donnie? I'm looking real, trying to get relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> looking really fit there. This, this is a little different from what the guys have now. This is a yeah. little different. Yeah. Well, know? I'm wondering how the cameraman got in there. We're laying around with no clothes yeah. on. Yeah, and you know, I mean, yeah. it's like yeah. really. And in Belgium, but, that I'm sorry, Chuck. No, but in Belgium, it's true. Everybody crowds the tents, right? I don't know. The pits are full of. They're not spectators, but. Somehow, well, they're, maybe they are spectators. Some of them, some of them yeah. are. But, but yeah, that it's very unique to, yeah. for Europe. They're completely enclosed tents, so you have this privacy. Yeah. But any little nook or cranny, there's an eyeball. Yeah. They are. Right. We're so curious about the Americans, and we're kind of laying yeah. back. Yeah. We're absorbing the situation, relaxing. Yeah, Chuck, you look very zen right there. You're. But yeah. but, but at the same time. There is a vibration of knowing, hey, this could happen. Omero's got his boots on. No one else has his boots on. What's Spencer did he do? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. 
Spencer's taping you up. Taping somewhere. my shoulder or yeah, something? Yeah. Or is that sun? That's sunlight. Your, your foot. That's your foot or ankle or. He's something. probably tamp- taping an ankle. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great. Great photo. Look, look at look at my ankles. They're completely yeah. taped. <laughs> they look like white socks, but they're they're like cast. Yeah. They're a cast. Crazy. Um. So you guys, you're, you're there. You win Lomo. You got to go all week. Do you, do you ride that next week? Do you go to Germany? Do you ride during the week? Do you remember? Probably. Yeah, to jump yeah. on the five Hondos. Yeah. Well, that was the day we go to Everett's place. Okay. Tell us okay. story. Harry Everett's. Yep. Do you remember the gully? Mm-hmm. And that's where they practice all the time. And I'll, I'll never forget the little Stefan was like seven years old. And he, he was watching Johnny and saying, that is so cool how their bars are up higher. And he loved that style. But that was Johnny's first ride. On the 500. Yeah. And he was a small bike rider. And he came in. He's sitting there. And, you know, back then we cra- we practice in cow pastures. Yeah. And he looks down at a cow pie. He sees it sitting there. <laughs> I'd rather eat that cow pie than ride this 500. <laughs> he just <laughs> was I not. I remember that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he just. Yeah. He was throwing around 125s and 250s. Yeah, sure, absolutely. But he right. adapted very well. Right. Here's the opening ceremonies. Uh, you guys looking great. American flags out. Uh, the bibs on and everything else. Yeah, and, and the spectators, they, they love us. Yeah. Is this the 500? I don't know. Or this, I'm not sure what this that's, is. Yeah. That's, I think that's, uh, that's not, Lomo. That's Lomo. Lomo. Yeah. How do you know it's Lomo? Oh, the numbers. How they, yeah, the numbers, how right? they spell America, yeah. maybe. I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah, because you guys were, were these America. Numbers. <laughs> yeah, with a K. It's very, very odd. Uh, but, yeah, you guys, here you are, like the team that, that pulled it off, the, the, the upset team. Look pretty young there, huh? <laughs> Looking good. Even Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I will say after the race, I was hanging out with Harry. Harry kind of took me under his wing a couple years ago before when I rode the GPs. Nice guy. We hit it off. He was like the guy that could – beat Mosev, and he won a bunch of championships mm-hmm. afterwards. So we're talking afterwards in the pits, and Vromans strolls up. And when I was riding the GPs in 79, I met a wonderful young lady. Um, and she went to dinner with us, remember Ellie? And a French-Belgian, awesome girl. And Where would we go? And yeah, where's she, this going, Chuck? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you. I mean, this is kind of Sturgis, and we can share our. Yeah. And, and he he says something Did in you Fleming. Take she no no she was there. On, she was with me, man. Oh. Okay, she's a Belgian. I remember, I remember the name. I remember the name. Ellie Dupont, and wonderful girl. And and then and this is no big deal. But Roman said something in Flemish, mm-hmm. and and she <gasps> sucked her air in. You know, like. Yeah. You know, Oh, what's up? What's up with that? You know, and then he walked off and Harry's, you know, wants to keep the peace. He goes, oh, it's something bad, but no big deal. You know, keep it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I kept prodding, you know, well, what? And I can't actually say what he said on okay. air. Okay, all right. <laughs> but it, when it was something to the effect, yeah. apparently you like the Americans more than the Belgians. Oh, okay. All you right. know, replace yeah, yeah. those words with something sure. else. Right. And... <laughs> And well, yeah, because we won. And and Harry was kind of yeah, just just don't worry about it. And yeah. and I agreed. Yeah. We won. Hey, and apparently she does like to be with the Americans better. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Chuck's working blue. Uh, yeah. There's a photo. I think that's Eric. I think that's Kaboris. That's uh, Romans. Oh, is that Romans? Okay. And uh, you guys just finished. Looks like looks like finished the moto. This is this is Lomo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he went one one that day. He was yeah. by, by yeah. all reports he was gone. Yeah, he was he was incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and you guys, I, I guess maybe this is after the moto. It's after the second moto. I don't know, but second it, uh, second moto. Look, it looks pretty late in yeah, the day. You, yeah, you look all pretty pretty happy celebrating. Well, he's like a modern day hurling. So there's always yeah, a, exactly. A, a, was a sand specialist, yeah. Yeah. and he was training there all the time, and he he just had the magic. There's a team of guys. Uh, there's Dave. Uh, Chris Haynes is in here. Brian Lunis is in here. Krippa. Eric Crippa. Carter. Okay, He's Eric Crippa, my who's, man. Who's the other guy? Carter. Carter. I don't think I know. Is that Carter? No, that's not Carter. That's uh, Paul. Uh, uh, yeah, Dave. Paul. Uh, who's behind Lunas? 
Dave, Paul Turner. Paul Turner. Turner. Oh, Paul Turner. Turner. Okay, yeah. So these are the guys behind the scenes that that wrenched. And, and as a, I went to the Mo Cross Nations as a mechanic once, so uh, I can, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of uh, achievement, also, to be part of Team USA. And there's Dave just wondering how the bikes are working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dave, Dave's thinking about linkage curves right there. Um, <laughs> trying to wonder exactly trying to get these bikes perfect. Uh, so you go to Germany, harder pack track. You're on 500s. Chuck, you do your ankle in in the second moto, and uh, it, it was so painful. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It, it was uh, the same one I injured. The bike landed on it, and I got impatient because it rained. Yep. And it was a blue groove track, and and everybody was single file on a one foot wide strip, lap after lap. Everyone's fighting for that little. Dry spot. There was kinda, no pass. Yeah. It was just single yeah. file. Um, and I'd had enough. I said, <laughs> nope, I'm going to go for it. <clears throat> and I rolled up into the greasy section, and then I was going to drop back down into the line, and the ran cut loose on that thing and went sideways and launched me over the high side, and I went, fell on my face, and the bike, as it came down, hit me in one place only <laughs> your ankle my ankle right and it was it was like i died it was so painful um and what was more painful is being drug into the tent and hear the tower and i wasn't out there yeah yeah so that that was murder um and but so, uh so you guys won by one point and danny i believe it was you two laps to go you made the pass that got the team the win um, in the second moto. It was close. The English were there. Carla Chris wins both motos. He's gone. And then uh, the English, you guys are battling with the, with the UK. And yeah, I think that the, he was a Suzuki rider, Gerard Rond. Rond, Rond yeah. Rond, yeah. yeah. Oh, by and, the uh, way, I just, uh, I just rode with Gerard Rond. You're in, kidding. In France. He, he's Dutch, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I uh, was thinking of Jean-Jacques Bruno. Jean-Jacques Bruno. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, you, you, you guys brought it home by the closest of markets. Yeah, that was really close. Yeah. Actually, the rain, for some reason, I don't know why, but, you know, it he, rained, he's, it, it he's, he's, he's better on the slippery surfaces than I am from, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but for some reason, it worked that day, and I think Ron just kind of gave up in the last lap. Yeah. L- lap and a half or yeah, so to yeah, go. Yeah, two laps to go, it said. And I got yeah. by him. Yeah. Yeah. Don, you remember, what do you remember about Germany for you? First moto, I worked up, and... Uh, uh, I finished second behind Carlquist. Uh, on my way, uh, racing as far as I could uh, mm-hmm. to close in on him, I came out of the trees, came out of trees, and whiskey throttled it. My weight came back. I got a handful of throttle, and at the <laughs> end of the at the end of the straightaway, threw the bike and landed on the side of a a. A jump that was another, going another Go direction. <laughs> and I ran, picked the bike up. I don't know if I started or was running. Got going and still finished second. And then in between motos, it started drizzling. Uh-huh. And uh, it was real greasy. And we're just going to stay up with two wheels and, and yeah. finish in the top it, it, ten. The, yeah. In the race report, it says there was a big debate in the USA about what tire to run. The, 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 I think it was Bridgestone or a Dunlop. And you guys were, were trying – somebody was on Bridgestone, someone was on Dunlop. This is how it was back in the day. And you guys were all working together, right. comparing which tire worked the best for those conditions. Yeah, that that's, that's exactly – we didn't, didn't matter, you know, at that point. Yeah. If it, we had Dunlop on the side of the yeah. bike, yeah. 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 Uh, so you pull off another – go ahead. I got a, I got a story about a, a, yeah. an, another race that were there at uh, Lake Whitney, Texas. My first national win. I, I – uh, Whatever I got at the start, but yeah. I didn't. I didn't get the whole shot, and I was getting a lot of wheel spin. I felt so. The the uh, Dunlop rep, wherever it was, anyways, asked me how the tire was. Mm-hmm. I said I didn't like it because it was getting too much wheel spin. He goes, "What do you want?" I said, "I want the Pirelli this number." He went and got me one. Oh yeah. <laughs> Lunas Lunas put it on my bike. I whole shot it and won the the second yeah, yeah. moto and got got yeah. the overall. That but wouldn't happen nowadays. <laughs> no, no. Got the stick, Dunlop stickers all over the bike. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. That's funny how that works, right? Yeah. Um. So you guys win Germany. Uh, do you remember what you did that night? Do you remember what happened after that? I don't. No. I was those crutches. Yeah. But I think we still gathered up at the hotel. Sure. There were there weren't as many places to go. 
Right. Um, but I will say, uh, after uh, another Germany in 79, Tommy Croft, we had a fourth place, place cup, and he was just smashing it on the on the <laughs> counter because he was so upset, yeah. you know. Yeah. He, he had tire problems and... Um, it, 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 we were we did we're going to do so well that year, but um, you know I I don't remember a big huge party because there was no place to go. Yeah. You're you're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I think we were back to the hotel. You're in a different country. There's no I don't remember anyone throwing a party for us. Oh, you guys missed out. There were parties all the time when I went for yeah. For, yeah. yeah it got it got the party thing got bigger yeah. after, later. I think right away when we were we just wanted to get back to the hotel, make call, calls and I think tell we everybody. just had fun sending Johnny it? down in the in the uh, elevator. Yeah. In in a rollaway bed. That we attached it with no clothes on. Yeah, and and we 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 folded them up in there and rolled them in the elevator, pushed a button, and ran. And that was it. And we did yeah. that a few times. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so. Johnny was a pretty good prankster. So. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I'm interested in finding out. So, um, you guys pull off this this incredible feat. First team USA to win starts a run of 13 straight wins yeah. for USA, right? And 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 kind of restores USA pride back to this event and. You know, Honda started it, and High Torque and Bell Ray, and they got you guys there. Um, did you find did you find your your bond with each other? You were teammates already, but did you find your bond in like after the race and going into eighty two? Was it tighter? Was it was it was it was it like a brother I, more? I, th- more? I, th- I think we respected each other. Yeah, more so. Yeah, yeah. you know, we yeah. we as a team won the biggest event in the world, you know, uh, uh, amongst the best riders in the world on their turf. So uh, we, we couldn't have done it without e- each other's help. So sure. we have uh, so much respect for each other. And we're teammates and working together, testing with Roger, with Dave, and, and at the track. And it's an ongoing thing. We're, we're, we're building momentum. We're building confidence. And, and uh, you know, that – Yep. Take that into 82 and start a new year. Although, that's not completely true. Those Damn it. <laughs> Mr. Laporte jumped ship. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, he's in there, the pits, and all of a sudden, I need to see Danny Laporte. Danny Laporte. Here comes Heike Mikola. He won all these world championships, and they said, okay, Heike, you can be the team manager. It comes in and it hires Danny. He so hired, I, I didn't yeah. even, we didn't even see Danny anymore after that. Right. <laughs> no, you know, so don't be that's talking. That's not true. No. No, no, he went to Europe, right. you know, start speaking I, French. Yeah. Hey, I mean, Danny, you know. do, do, you, do you go to Europe to do the GPs? If you, like, does the 81 destinations kick off anything for you to get attention? Oh, absolutely. In that, yeah. you know, so my, my little story there is that I really wanted to get to Europe. I wanted to race the 500 class, actually. And uh, when I was over there, I kind of, I had a friend that knew Heike. And so they spoke to Heike for me and kind of let him know that if this, how this weekend yeah. goes, look at how I race. And yeah. if there's an opportunity, you have okay. a spot, yeah. you know, let, you know, and she let me know that. So it, that's kind of how that worked out. So at the Whatever. race, Mikola finds you. Yeah. So because, and I had that little extra motivation, I think for me, you know, yep. Oh yeah. so, cause I wanted to get to Europe. In one way, it was a bummer because the bikes that Honda had in 82, 83, 84 were the, the best bikes on the planet they for, were pretty for years. Good. Yeah, right. They were pretty so good. I missed out on that. So, uh, but, you know, it was. It was is, that, uh, is that when you met your wife? Was when you went back there for the, champion, for the GPs in 83? When did you meet Georgia? In 82? Two? The end of 82? In Italy oh. at a Supercross race. Oh. That was, yeah. So. So you were gone, yeah. You were going to Europe, and you became a world champion. Just like what, like what, which basically, I mean, for for people who are listening, I mean, when you guys grew up, you didn't dream of being a supercross champion. You guys dreamt of being world champions. I mean, this is what everybody did, right? I don't know if everybody did, right? But I kind of was motivated. If I had the opportunity to do yeah. it, I'd, I'd love to it, try it. Yeah. It was just so, automatic to think of 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 supercrosses second fiddle yeah, it, yeah it's just automatic yeah. the, the big show the world championship the number one was 500 uh, uh, de everybody set the stage for that so we still had that thinking in the process super actually I'm, I'm in the middle of writing a, a memoir and i'm looking back and studying it. it's like 
Is the story with the girl going to be in it? With any luck. Okay, all right. With any luck. <laughs> and it'll be expanded. Okay, thank okay, you. Okay, but the, when, it was really amazing that we were riding uh, Supercross one weekend, and I won Washougal National the week after L.A. Coliseum. And it was like so bizarre to think it on today's terms, right. what we were doing back then, like it was nothing. Well, we but it was gone, fun. We were going from West Coast next week, and we were just talking about it with uh, Dave, Dave uh, earlier. Racing West Coast. The next weekend, we got to go to East Coast, and then we got to go s- sideways over here, this part of the country, back over here. And it's, it just took so much out of the mechanics because they're driving yeah, yeah. and they're spending nine months on the road, right. going through divorces with at home. <laughs> um, I think, but okay, you, we ta- earlier we were talking though. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned something about our relationship yeah. from that time, yeah, yeah. and it really is special to me. You know, I, I think you got we all kind of agree. Yeah, yeah we're still, when we see each other, that bond, like you were yeah, talking about, it, it really is there, special. No I always, way. I for myself anyway, I see these guys, and that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Sure, because the smile on my face yeah. is really yeah. Great. I well, it's like it's like riding today. <laughs> I'm riding with Danny, my buddy again. We I ran with him the first time we were in Mexico. Doing some, we both like to ride off road. He's got a history of Dakar, and uh, it's just fun, right? In our, in our old boys, there's no trauma yeah. or problem. And no, we we get along. We're on the yeah. same, amazing on the same. Well, I think it's funny yeah. that yeah. like you guys did this this thing in '81 that no one expected you to. You're in the Sturgis Hall of Fame. You're in the AMA Hall of Fame. You're you're, you're being honored. You know, at like Glen Helen, uh, I've seen you guys been honored at Lakewood. It's this. There's no way you thought 40 years later, guys, we're still going to be getting honored and fed yeah. in for this yeah. achievement. It's pretty cool. You know? It really it, – Yeah. It's amazing, yeah. 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 Uh, people didn't forget us. One of the best moments at Lummel, the very first time we won, to do it again was like icing on the cake. But the first time was, cr- was crazy. Remember when you pulled in the pits and we'd won overall? I, the, I was that, just had the opportunity to go ride a vintage race mm-hmm. in France last week. And no more, no less than five people came up with amazement in their eyes. Yeah. I was there <laughs> that day, and I still can't believe it. Yeah. I mean, it's so ingrained right. into, into their psyche that what happened that right. was not a possibility in their, in well, their vocabulary. It well, was like, this is not going to happen. And they still remember it to this day. And it's yeah. amazing. You have yeah. a national title. Sure. Danny, you have a world title. Donnie, you own a Supercross title and a national title. You guys have all done, won these great championships. Uh, and yet, it's this band of brothers in 81 that gets you guys, uh, you know, where you are today. I mean, again, you, you've won incredible things, but it's this, this nation's thing that you're remembered for, right? Wouldn't you say, Donnie? Uh, yes. Yeah. Like, it's, it's you, you know, you're like, hey, man, in 82, I was the best rider in the world. Ah, I remember 81 destinations. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it, it's definitely, you know, I, for I, me, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. You know, go ahead. No, 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 you go. No, for me, it was definitely more exciting to win the, the nations in a world or a national title or yeah. world title, for yeah. sure. Yeah. It, it's the setup, you know, yeah. you, you go back to the tradition. The, yeah. you, the motocross started in Europe. They built it. Uh, they eventually brought it to America not that long ago mm-hmm. before us, yeah. maybe 10 years. And look at these funny dirt track guys with their tacos, and, and they were dominated. So we were still scoffed at. So there was this little burr yep. that, that, that fired everybody up a little bit, and we wanted to prove something, something different. Yep. And when, when that shift took place that axis of belief of what can happen. Yeah. I think that's the dynamics of, of what makes that win so special. And it's cool to be a part of, because right, right. I just like to support the, the positive yeah. nature of that and what anybody and everybody can do even today when they race. Here's a photo of Donnie. <laughs> Look at the mechanics area. Just kind of hanging out there. I don't know who that is with the rear fender KTM, but uh, yeah, great, great, great form. Uh, and Donnie, like, that's, go ahead. That's uh, Germany. It's hard pack. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. And Donnie, for you, it's a. Li- I, mean, I don't know if it's bittersweet, but you were going back in '82. You were the best rider in the in America that year, two ta- championships, and your career was altered uh, before the '82 Des Nations. You know, um, 
Is that something that you battle with where it's the worst of memories and the best of memories? This well, yeah, that's, I did an interview or somewhere and, uh, where I say it's, it was a better, better sweet, uh, um, career, uh, where I, I went out as a, as a champion and, and, uh, and yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. But, you, you but were. my last race was Danny and I, one of our best uh, weekends where he won a championship and, and I won, I won the event there in Vimmerby, uh, the last 250, 250 world champ, championship, Vimmerby, yep. Sweden. Yeah. And, uh, all right, well, let's, uh, let's bring in Dave Arnold, shall we? I hey, guess Dave. Yeah. Um, Great to have Dave Arnold here, the one of the, one of the linchpins behind the uh, the eighty one designations effort, and the guy who, I mean, Dave's memory is phenomenal. I yeah, you guys like it's it's yeah. just absolutely amazing. Yeah, we need his uh, we need his memory. <laughs> uh, I want again. I want to thank the Sturgis Motorcycle Museum, the Sturgis uh, Hall of Fame, for having us out here, uh, and Danny. We rode together. I rode with Danny Laporte today, Donnie, in, in yeah. the trails. So that was, was pretty fun. cool. Dave, yep. Dave and I was, went went to uh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Um, Fun little single track, though, Danny. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Great, Steve. Uh, I don't I'm, know. I'm, clip that. Was... Somebody clipped that right there, Danny LaPorte. No, I followed you for a while. <laughs> I, I could see your lines. You did great. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty, fun. Pretty tough riding, though. Yeah, some of those rock hills were, were Yeah, I wasn't crazy. really ready for the all the, the rocks and the, you know. You, you, you I thought raced, it was. You raced the car. <laughs> you raced motocross. You raced everything. I figured you could do it all. Yeah. Um, no, but it was it was really great, and the guys took us out there. You know, it was yeah. really yeah, it was awesome, super cool. Uh, Dave, welcome. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. How cool is this? No, it's very cool. I'm really uh, proud and humbled to be a part of it. I'm going to ask you some of the same questions as these guys, but yeah. yeah, 40 years later, you're getting inducted into a Hall of Fame. You know, you're it's just one of those things that at the time you're like, this is awesome, we won, but I don't know if you realize the impact, and you're still getting. F- celebrated and fed it all these years later. No, it takes time to settle in. Even the, I mean, the uh, enormity of what really happened or the reality of what happened, it yeah. just, um, it was kind of a big deal. Like, it was just a, sort of a shift of uh, how, it, I mean, if you look at it in hindsight, you can sort of see that the Americans, maybe they benefited from Supercross and some of the technique mm-hmm. and Supercross. And then um, some people said that at the time, that it helped, uh, I think, refine some of the techniques that crossed over into outdoor. And then, yeah. but in any case, I mean, the, uh, it was quite an upset for sure. Uh, you and Ro- it was really Roger that got the ball rolling, right? And then Honda, American Honda, I think it was $40,000 American Honda put into this. Delray High Torque, they did like public uh, fundraising. It was a real effort to get the team there. It was a big deal. If you yeah. would have seen... Put the mic up a little bit. If you would have seen how much equipment we had to assemble yeah. to send. I mean, we had these L8 containers that go in, you know, like mm-hmm. 747s. And we had spare motors and spare wheels and spare bikes. And we had a bike for each one. One of the guys, 250 and 500. I mean, we had air cleaners and, oh, my gosh. I mean, we shipped all of American Honda Race Shop in, in a couple, three containers. <laughs> and, yeah. and, the, and the cost, you know, I mean, it was really, I, I don't know, there was, I mean, there was uh, some discussion, I think, with uh, the, the magazine. You know, you mentioned yeah. Dick Miller, for sure. He was a part of it. And then some of the enthusiast press. But also Roger, I think him being very European and very much into international motocross sport, and uh, maybe even now working in American Honda, you know, in his position as an advisor to the race team, he was um, probably even considering, you know, Honda's position or uh, even the position of American motocross within the world, but, you know, specifically yeah. even Honda's. And I think when, it, when the AMA said that they weren't going to be able to put together a team, I think it was the second year running, mm-hmm. um, it was more him that suggested it to me. We were co-managing the team at the yeah. time when yeah. I was this mechanic in 1980 and when he retired and we both came back to the U.S., I mean, we were attached at the hip to try to get the American team up and running. I mean, we we really weren't the premier team going into yeah. 1980, 1981. But it, he, he suggested it. But, you know, I'm always, yeah, that sounds great, yeah. you know, positive. <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah, right. You know, I mean, the, and not to discount, I think I'm always a bit insecure, a bit pessimistic. I, I don't know that I, I have the opposite of a – a cocky, overconfident personality, yeah, yeah. you know, like I, I try to underestimate our capabilities and how do we overprepare or I don't know what we can do, but I'd seen those tracks um, and I'd seen those riders yeah. and I had the utmost respect and not to discount where we were at. I mean, we were building momentums. We were developing the bikes and everything was 
gaining some speed. Yeah. But uh, I still thought for the Americans to win, and I think everybody there pro- probably thought it was a stretch, you know, a, yeah. big, a big stretch. And mm-hmm. there was an issue of when we did arrive in Europe, I don't know the details of appearance money or from the FIM, even some of the expense monies, but Roger was spun out because they were <laughs> you guys. Not really, you're not even on the map. We're not even going to give you a dime for being here. You're not, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. it was. Yeah, did right qualifying races. Oh, he yeah. was wound up about that. Like, you know, he's sure. going to get the money. We're going to prove him wrong. So, yeah, uh, I guess, you know, look, it, it, Johnny's not here, but, but which rider were you the most certain was going to be a lock for the team? And which one were you like, I don't know. You mean as far as the assembling of the team? No, yeah, the, picking the four guys and, and like which, you know, was we pro- it? We probably just needed four healthy pools. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't have to pick them. That, yeah, that was the team. Yeah, I forget who who was the pool at the time. But yeah, I, mean, right. I mean, Danny, it was, it is a f- former 500cc national champion yeah, in yeah. 79. Chuck's son is the same in 1980. Um, very, They were very accomplished, competitive guys. And yeah. I think, you know, Johnny and Donnie, both were super talented, and, uh, you know, they were a little bit greener than that. I mean, I don't know that they had national championships under their belt, but as a team, we weren't the premier riders at the time in the U.S. Yeah. It was yeah. Howerton, it was Hannah, it was Glover, Barnett. Yeah. Barnett. Yeah. I don't know. It yeah, was- that's, that's true, but on uh, at that point, you had hired the right guys because the next year he became grand national champion. Johnny won a championship, I believe the next year was it? Yeah, yeah. it, it, it so really was, it was there really, was a lot of elements. I mean, Han, yeah. we were working to develop the bikes and I, I think, um, Donnie Hanson, Menson, Jeff Spencer. So let's say, I think we were one of the first teams to kind of pull a trainer into the mix and well, all right. So physical conditioning yeah. and preparation is a big deal. So I think we were, I think a lot of things were evolving, and it was a good selection of riders, and they all did kind of from that point. It did turn into kind of a powerhouse is yeah. looking backwards, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. you mentioned – and Jeff Spencer, that made a big difference because we yeah. – he changed everything in for training, at least for me in motocross, working that whole season. I had dislocated my wrist at the beginning of the year, but by the end of the year, I was back thanks to Jeff, you know. And the other teams I had been with before, we didn't have – a, a, physical a, a physical guy on the team. Before, no. we all had to do it kind of independently. Jeff was huge. I mean, now yeah. everybody has yeah. their yeah. own trainer yeah. of choice. Or, and even that's even what happened by the mid-'80s. Well, you know, yeah. some guys like to work with this person or that person. But right. I think as a team, I, and, and one thing I think I heard the writers talking about going to Europe is as we were building, they was a tight-knit. It was, you know, you would kind of rely on everything that everybody had, and mm-hmm. it was – Close knit. Yeah, everybody we were was all close. We were all they're close. working in the same direction. I can remember being at the hotels, and I mean, if they were either working on the bikes or playing hacky sack on the lawn, and it was, uh, it was everybody, team, everybody, team everybody yeah. really hung out together as opposed to, you know, yeah. doing their own thing and being totally isolated or independent. Now that the, the, the GP yeah. team of Honda yeah. was was very powerful, Malair and, and um, uh, Noyce and these guys. Did they give you much help over there, or were you kind of on your own? Because I'm reading some reports that said you guys shipped your stadium bikes to over there, the Supercross there bikes. Was, there was uh, – I mean, we were at the time, and, and maybe we were still kind of integral into the development of bikes that were being um, designed and engineered yeah. in Japan. And so – and there was a shift going on between – and even some, uh, you know, some elements of preconceptions, you know, a lot of, a lot of the guys um, – we were shifting from air-cooled bikes to water-cooled bikes. Water-cooled bikes made more power, but the radiators were higher. The ergonomics were worse. They felt top-heavy. They pitched a little bit more. You couldn't slide around on them as easy. Yeah. And, the, and then the air, and they, they were even a little bit superstitious. It was so new and super. What if a hose blows off and I get burnt? And, you know, there was some weird <laughs> yeah. voodoo stuff going on, you yeah. know. I mean, could have been true. And then, um, so the preference was... And I think Danny did a lot of the development of the water cool bike, and it was later going into '81 that, that most of that came together with kind of the chassis and, and the development of water cooled in, integrated into yep. a good handling chassis. But um, but anyway, we yeah. did we shipped our stadium bikes. That's what everybody likes, and that's what we. It, and in, in hindsight, and and I heard uh, Danny mention earlier about the gas volume. That was a big deal, and that was Roger <laughs> that suggested it. Like. I don't know that I would have thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. He goes out and does a motor. We don't have enough gas volume. So sure. we were scrambling to get the proper tanks. And the other issue was 
our air-cooled stadium bikes, I don't know. I think there's different fuel in Europe even now, but even then at the mm-hmm. time, the bikes were detonating in the sand. Yep. It was either yeah. Friday. It was either after that session. We did have a practice day over there, but we ran over to somebody's machine shop and had all the bikes apart, honed all the cylinders, drilling little holes in the piston to try to... Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was well, pretty... That is my next... Yeah. You're quoted in Cycle News. That after the win, there's one sentence from you. I've never worked this hard in my life. Yeah, <laughs> that's your quote That'd after Romo. Yeah, we were. It was. It was a thrash. Seriously, it was a thrash. And yeah. like I said, even mm-hmm. pulling bikes apart. I mean, you know, things are dirty, and you rode the bikes all day long. They got to prepare. No, take them apart. Yeah, wash them. Take. We run over to somebody's shop. We work all through the night. We. I mean, it was a thrash. Yeah. And then even after the race, that was another story. We put everything back in a in a in a suitcase and run him down to a machine shop in Stuttgart, this guy, Martin Zickfielder, who had the patent for Nicosil, and okay. that's another story. Yeah. But, <laughs> and what, were you to put, to put him back together for the 500 race? You put mean? him back together yeah. for the 500 race, yeah. Right, right. Uh, do you remember how close the, the Germany race was, the, the actual motocross nations? One I, point. I honestly, I remember both races, but even, I remember the English team in, in general being really tough i mean yeah. like i think you mentioned they had a couple of, but i mean it wasn't just the english of germany i think they were competitive i think yeah. they were in the i think even the belgians i mean may i think as it worked out the 250 we were more dominant yeah we were stronger absolutely. overall yeah but and the which other, in the sand the, you would think not but yeah. and the other thing is you know you go to these races now and everything's electronic and instantly from the first lap you can see where all the countries are for none of that yeah. like we're sitting with no pads where's noise you know like yeah we're trying to figure it all out and Rod, yeah. i've got a calculator and roger's got a pad and right. and we got some spectators behind us drinking beer yelling at us to get out of their way and, yeah so. and you're trying to calculate it yeah, yeah. it said after um after Germany, there was some, yeah, controversy with the counting. They didn't get it right away. Everyone was figuring it out, right? And it was one point. It, it, yeah. yeah, it was. It yeah. took a while. It was yeah. close. Yeah. Um, it's kind of neat to be here and Sturgis re- rehashing this and talking about it, right? And, and, and it's neat to see, obviously, the Sturgis crowd isn't the moto crowd. But I felt like today, Dave, they were really appreciative of you guys uh, being inducted. And, and, and I felt like they knew, you know, when you explain to them, hey, this is the Olympics of motocross. You know, the Team USA had never won. These guys were the first ones. Felt like pretty good. Uh, I think it went extremely well. Yeah. And I think there's a threat. I know that when Roger and I were, you know, working together within the Honda race team, we just liked racing. I mean, we just liked motorcycles. We liked all forms of motorcycle racing, car racing. And yeah. I mean, we would, you know, Gene Romero was our friend and he would ask us to help him with dirt track bikes and we would get him parts. And then we would go to test sessions and, and the same with road racing. I mean, we just, we thought all that stuff was cool, but I, I felt at the event this morning yeah. in Sturgeon, yeah, there, but I felt there's a, there, there was a real uh, enthusiast, mm-hmm. you know, and, and family. And it was, it was a real connection I felt. I mean, I think, every, I think we can relate very well to, I have a, a 79 shovel head I'm working on and maybe I can tap into some of these guys for sure. some parts yeah, and some yeah. advice, you know, but at the same time, yeah. uh, everybody got into motorcycling, whether it's racing or whether it's mm-hmm. even going to a rally or riding with, with their family and friends. I mean, I think they get into it for the same reasons, you know, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a common thread. I think they genuinely just like two wheels and, you yeah. know, they might end up going to different places, but it's the same intentions. So, uh, so you win the 81 one, 82 comes up, Donnie gets hurt. Uh, David Belly fills in the last minute. Danny Magoo Chandler wins all four motos in something that will never happen again. Uh, he has a, two weeks of his life. Uh, it was, again, a factory Honda team. And then in 83, the other OEMs were like, hey, we want to go. If I was you and Roger, I would have said, like, yeah, you guys are not going. They were, they were, they were already <laughs> making noise after or the first yeah. year. Yeah. Oh, they were. Okay. The play, that, let's, the, play, the play that we got, I mean, even with, within Honda, yeah. it's not like – uh, all these top-level engineers, you know, like the, you only kind of get their attention if you're deserving or you're going to do something with it. You know, you can't just make a bunch of noise. Yep. Hey, make us cool stuff. Make it faster, lighter, over the bumps better. Yeah, you know what I mean? You guys, uh, until you do your part. And really, we got second-rate, I would say, equipment and attention from them mm-hmm. until these guys won that until race. They won. Yeah. And then after that, it's like, okay, they're players, and now what can we do, you know? Yeah. And then... Yeah. You know, I, I would say that, um, and even within the industry, other factories felt like shit, they're getting a lot of traction over this thing. And yeah, but you're like, hey, where were you guys in '81? <laughs> and so there was there was kickback. To, no, no, we hung our necks out. We did it, and we're doing yeah. it again. And yeah. then I think 
for us to push for that the third year, we might have been able to do that, but it seemed pretty self-centered, and yeah. I think we had to open it Every up. OEM it wasn't really was, us yeah. up. It's not a Honda thing. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, what do you remember about Donnie's crash, the fill-in and everything else to get Davey there for 82? Like, scarred me for life, really. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, he's friends. They're all friends, close friends. And yeah. like I said, it was tight-knit, and it bothered me a lot, and it was a scramble to – you know, I mean, not only for the race, the race was almost second secondary relative to his health and, yeah. you know, taking trips. He was in Heidelberg brain trauma thing there for a couple of weeks. So, Yeah, yeah you think case. about the, the chaos of 81 and showing up yeah. and all the work and then the chaos of 82 with Donnie yeah. getting hurt and then f- trying to fill in with David. And, like, you, you didn't you, have it easy. You talked about, uh, or you know, you, you touched on – how the team didn't get much recognition from the promoters in 81. Yeah. But it was the same thing in 82. They were, like, throwing their hands up, like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> like, now who are we? We didn't even know. The, they're not even the same team. We yeah, just yeah. We were just getting used to right. these four guys, and now it's who, – yeah. uh, now who are, who are these guys, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, really, right? And, and Magoo, I mean, he gets stung by a bee, and they, they freak out on oh. that, right? Like, I – we freaked out. I didn't know what the – that guy's possessed, right? I mean, anybody that watches him race. That's <laughs> so true. I mean, but we, I come in the pits, and it's more than just getting stung by a bee. He's got a wire brush out of a toolbox shredding his skin. I don't know what it feels like, but frantically, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. And then there's a nurse with a hypodermic needle, you know, and ready to shoot him with something. And then there's an FIM official saying something about drugs, drugs you know? Right. And I'm you like, got a crazy well, guy. They, it's, they're probably all right, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, jeez. Was... Yeah, it's it's incredible to 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 think back at that time. No, there's no, there, do you remember after Lomo or Germany <clears throat> trying to call home or trying to talk to people that hey, we won. Hey, tell some tell somebody. <laughs> I don't think we. It was. Uh, I think it was exhaustion, and yeah. you know, I think those people yeah, you me- saw with the yeah. riders, it was just yeah. mental and mental. physical. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what uh, that's the, what the, I the remember. shots we have on the podium. I mean, you guys just looked. Whooped. No, it was we were spent. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I'm not even riding the damn bike. Yeah, but we were. I was spent. Yeah. yeah. You know? uh, how often does it come up to you? And you know, you're still involved in the industry. You're still around. You're, you've worked for a number of teams. How often, you know, these guys talk about it. It almost overshadows their accomplishments uh, in their titles. You know, I don't think it comes up that often, but I think occasionally. People reflect in the industry, like you're always asking, well, what if this writer yeah. was, you know, what if a writer 10 years ago, you know, you always hear things like that. But I think that the, the enormity or the, 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 the success or the accomplishment of that particular, I mean, the shift of motocross, you know, from such yeah. a dominated European sport and riders and track, and it was the world championships. That was the premier form of racing yeah. throughout. And then, like Danny said, I mean, every me as a mechanic, I wanted to go and experience that. Brad spent his whole life living there. Lucky, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, whether it was in a camp in Czechoslovakia or, or you know, living right. in his motorhome with Lori and a little group of – and it was just a premier form of racing. And we were – Americans were trying to figure it out, but – to their credit, like, um, there's uh, now you hear tr- a lot of the top writers, they like to write at the same camps with, you know, yeah. some of the other the talent, and then that yeah. motivates or pushes. Yeah. That's what Southern California was, and not that all the guys were, but exactly. it was a hotbed of right. these guys every weekend. Johnny and Donnie and Danny, and I mean, it was, and Marty, well, Marty Smith, I mean, it just was yeah. like a powder keg. Yeah, we could ride three days a week. Ascot, yeah, Irwindale, Indian yeah. Dunes yeah. on Friday nights, Saturday at Saddleback, uh, Sunday at Carlsbad. We could ride four or five days a week in Los out of Los Angeles. So it's really and it was the, you know it was the Europeans yeah. coming over for the Trans Am, you know Roger yeah. and it, but but it was like it took the Americans even pretty new and we were developing the bikes and the yeah. hardware at the same time. But yeah. all of a sudden, Marty Smith. You know, wins a Trans Am. I think it's Herman, Nebraska. Nobody beats these guys, you know. Yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden, um, then it's Hannah and Marty are competitive yeah. for this series. And pretty soon it's not quite the cakewalk. I mean, and part of, I think, let's say Roger coming over, even promoters paying for the was to seed the sport, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that sort it, of. It was an explosion. You're like, you got those Trans Ams. As nations, Supercross comes on, new yeah. techniques, like these guys, like you talked about, the new techniques of Supercross. And, I mean, 
for many years in the 80s, Team USA didn't even have a threat at this motocross of nations. I mean, it, you guys talk about winning by one point. It, it was a cakewalk for a long time. And I think it was because <coughs> America just, just got on that roller coaster and took off, you know? And there was a lot of, there was a lot of nationalism. I don't know, it, all the way through when Stanton and it was, people really got behind it. I mean, you yeah. know, it, it maybe it's the American motocross industry or, you know, or the teams yeah. or the riders, but it it was a big deal. There was always an element, though, of who was going to be on the team that that lost it. You know, yeah. And I think yeah. over after around ten years, people are like, "How long <laughs> well, can this last?" You know, I, I think when they yeah. sent an ultimate B team in '92, Billy Lyles, who was just based in Europe, Emig, who was you know an up and coming kid, and uh, and Larocco, mm-hmm. like, and they still won. It was a little bit like, hey, we can send anybody. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. true. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But I mean, but truly, these four guys in '81. I mean, they were a B team. There, there's no way around it. I'm not insulting any of you guys. It was, no. uh, it was not the America's best guys by any means. And, yeah, you didn't, before you picked the best rider on each team, so yeah. you had a big, you know, twelve, basically twelve, fifteen riders yeah. to choose from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, this has been awesome. This has been really fun. Uh, it's super cool to have, be here with you guys and be involved with this. I want to thank Davey Coombs for, for asking me to do it and Chris here from the local uh, Sturgis Museum and uh, and helping us get involved. And, and what an honor for you guys again. Like, uh, yeah. It's thanks, thanks, Steve. Thank, yeah. Thanks to Leia. Yeah. Thanks to Chris. Thanks to the museum and everybody that helped put this thing on, the Sturgis. I mean, it was just a, a great event. It was great really event. cool. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe we can get the 82 team in next year. Maybe we can. Maybe we can get Gibson <laughs> and, and Bailey, you know, everybody over here. It was absolutely a blast to be here from the uh, concert to the trail riding, to the induction ceremony. Good music last night. Good, yeah. good music yeah. last night. It was great. It was fantastic. Chuck stories, wherever Chuck, Chuck is. Chuck stories, I mean, they're fantastic. Uh, so congratulations, you guys, again. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. A, thank you, Really Steve. an honor. It's, a, it's great to be here. I want to thank uh, Racer X, Pulp MX. I want to thank everybody at Sturgis here. Donnie Hansen, Danny Laporte, Chuck Son, Dave Arnold. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, see you around.